You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, let's do it. We are live here. Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Uh, UTEP getting a much-needed victory here in their first win of Conference USA play. I'm Adrian Broaddus, and join with me is the co-host of Minor Talk. He's Sal Montes. Sal, we got to start today's show not talking about this UTEP victory, not talking about to any listeners right here or anything like that, uh, not talking about your baby Samir, not talking about your dog Russ or my dogs Ollie and Teddy. Um, no, we got to start talking about the Lions defeating the Rams. Man, congratulations! Thank you, man. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I know people are like, ah, it's just it's just one playoff <laughs> win. Yeah, because you know what that feels like, right? This is this is un. Chartered Waters, man. It's been a fun season, and um, I was watching a, a highlight video of every Lions touchdown this year. You know, through the wins and the losses, but it's like I remember every single touchdown, man. I haven't followed a Lions team um, this heavy in all my life, and that means something. Wow. I, it, it's not a joke. There hasn't been a team this good since I've been alive. That's true. Hey, I, I can't debate with you there, man. Um, congratulations to you. I'm happy for uh, all the fans out there of the Lions. And, yeah, you know, I'm happy for Jared Goff, ultimately. You know, I, I've, I've uh, settled on this one. It's not, it doesn't sting as much anymore. I'm, I've moved on. I've turned the page. And uh, I'm ready for a new day and a new day in Rams history. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a win-win. This is a rare win-win trade, right? It, yeah, okay. Stafford for Goff? Yeah, Stafford for Goff, Jameer Gibbs, uh, Sam Laporta, Jameson Williams. A lot of different guys. I think Benito Jones, if I'm not mistaken. That um, sounds right. I, there's there's so many players who were involved. Hey, let's get back yeah. to this game for a sec. Uh, UTEP defeats Middle Tennessee 73-59. Uh, Miners get back to the winning ways. And you missed last week, Sal, but you were following along uh, very closely. Yeah. And, and we saw you on Twitter X. Um, and you were frustrated just like a lot of Miner fans. I mean, the way that they fell in that game. Tonight, winning at home. Look, I, I, we talked about this during sports talk, but I'll just uh, reiterate this stat during Miner talk. 12 of the 15 games in Conference USA so far, okay, 12 of the 15 games have been won by the home team. 80% of the victories in Conference USA so far are coming from the home team. So UTEP's got a good opportunity here. You saw, you just heard, and you just said it, Sal, New Mexico State defeats and upsets Western Kentucky by 272-70. Huge win for them. Not trying to downplay that victory right there, but uh, the odds are in favor of the home team. Teams in conference, you say. I guess that does speak to the parody that uh, Voice of the Miners John Teicher and Steve Yellen closed out with, uh, hearing from head coach Joe Golding. He was discussing parody as well. So, Western Kentucky's a real game, right? Uh, Middle Tennessee, yeah, you know, you needed to win. 73 59, all right, I'll take it. Uh, but you got to beat Western Kentucky too for me to actually raise my eyebrows and feel like something's real here. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of consistency. And I think uh, what you saw tonight has been a flash of their potential and and we've seen it before you know in some of the earlier games of of this season but it hasn't been much of that lately and what what fans are asking for is not only play well but you've shown what you can do 
do it the next game. Yeah, it's it's bottom line, simply put. Hey, we'll open up the phone lines early, 915-505-6009. Your thoughts after this game. Everybody's got to give um, you know shout-outs to Sal. That's the one rule. So every time you call in, you have to I say— I like that rule. Uh, yeah. yeah, congratulations to Sal for the Lions playoff victory. That's the one rule here on Minor Talk. <laughs> 505-6009 to get things started. We've got, uh, of course, represented by the Oscar ID at the agency, and we've got our player of the game, uh, which is coming from Timothy Cantrell, and our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso later on in the program. I expect tonight to be a little bit more quiet uh, than typical minor talks, especially the previous minor talks. I think fans are still questioning what is real, what is legit, and what is not. Um, right now, you know, and it's it was reflective by the attendance tonight. 3,833 fans out at the Haskins Center tonight. No one was there. It was a it was a very quiet crowd. Uh, Western Kentucky, maybe they get more for that one, knowing that it's the Hilltoppers, knowing that they come in with a little bit more pedigree than the Blue Raiders. It's also a Saturday evening game. Uh, but then at the same time, UTEP's competing against the playoffs. It's uh, 49ers versus Packers. There's a lot of San Francisco fans here in this town. And then it's uh, UTEP coming that night. So I, that's a tough one. If you're a fan out there of just football to you know abandon the playoffs to watch the Miners play at the Haskins Center. But nonetheless, that is the reality on Saturday. Western Kentucky coming to town, fresh off that loss to the Aggies. And uh, I don't, I really don't know what to make of the Miners, right? Because um, early on into the conference stretch, we've seen them go off with a smaller approach, a smaller lineup, okay? Even tonight, they went really small and threw Garrett Levesque out there as the true five, true big. And uh, if you know who Garrett Levesque is, you understand that six foot six as a big, I mean, that's pretty much like having Calvin Solomon out there. So uh, that was the reality. They really went with Kalu. Uh, then they flipped over to Solomon. They gave Elijah Jones a little bit more playing time tonight. And then uh, even in smaller spurts, they threw out Garrett Levesque out there as the true number five. But that just shows you right there, Sal, uh, that this team is really truly pivoting to that small ball approach. I wonder if they're going to keep it up against Western Kentucky, who can really dominate on the glass. That's true because tonight wasn't the uh, the best rebounding night for the miners, you know. So that that poses an imminent threat right there. Hey, yes. if, if you can't control the glass, Middle Tennessee has has a better record, of course. They're uh, thirteen and five, if I'm not mistaken. But they they have thirteen wins for a reason, and that's because they have their their identity and their strengths. And if they notice this, which is something that's kind of up their wheelhouse, could be trouble. Be nice to see what kind of adjustments are in play. Yeah, exactly. And and your to your point about Western Kentucky, thirteen and five overall for them. Their offensive rebound percentage is top one seventy in the country. Uh, their rebound percentage, yeah, they actually their rebound margin almost plus five and a half so yeah almost six rebounds a game they average more than their opponents they defend the ball really well they shoot the ball exceptionally well from beyond the arc Sal so they're a good three-point shooting team in conference play so let's and, see what happens and you know what so I think there's there's more in play uh for that as well obviously we know the talent there but in a way they they kind of look at this as a redemption year for for good last point. year's failures just just seeing Twitter and and what their fans have been mentioning so they expect a lot from this team and conference USA is the place where they can kind of write that ship and uh, get get in the fans good graces again they're shooting right now 41 percent in conference play from beyond the arc so they're hitting uh, threes right now at a, a good rate plus they're number two in the country in tempo so they like to go fast there you go Sal um, just some 
uh, early storylines to follow as the Hilltoppers come to town on Saturday. I'll also mention this. Conference USA, that stat that I mentioned earlier about the home records, okay, 12 of 15 games have been decided. Uh, the winning team has been decided by the home team. Conference USA is a grind in travel, in terms of travel, right? Like uh, this Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee travel, I, I think Colin Deaver asked this in the, earlier in the week in the, in the press scrum, and it was downplayed a little bit, but uh, it's true. I think the Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, when they traveled to El Paso, Las Cruces, that's a grind. Of a of a road swing right there, and vice versa. When UTEP yeah. and, and Middle, uh, excuse me, UTEP New Mexico State go off to Murfreesboro and, and you know Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, that just those are tough road road trips right there in itself. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one that the miners kind of have to um, you know experience year in and year out, basically since the uh, their addition to Conference USA. But uh, you look at similar places, uh, Louisiana Tech being another one. Yep. Um, you know, so and that's still consistent, but one that there. I'm pretty sure they're not missing is uh, that Hattiesburg trip oh, to yes. Southern Good Miss, point. man. A lot of scary stories about, <laughs> yes. about uh, you know, harsh, I guess, um, you know, experiences when it comes to rest and just not finding the rhythm. So, um, hey, man, you mentioned it. The grind continues, even in a C, no hyphen USA. <laughs> nice joke. I like it. Let's go to Mike from Austin. He's joining us first on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. Before we get to Mike, let's pause. 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's go to Mike from Austin. He's joining us first on Minor Talk. Mike, what's going on? Good evening. Happy January, gentlemen. Happy January. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't call during the FIU game. I didn't even catch the game, but from... Everything that I caught up on, and I'm glad that I didn't watch it because you probably would have been pulling me off the edge. Um, so my question for you all is, because I don't have a take on this game other than, you know, it, when we look like we do today, then we we kind of almost look unbeatable. But um, the question I'm going to put to you all, and then I'll just hang up and listen, is what did we learn from today's game? And what I mean by that is um, basically what I said, but also does this mean that Frazier is that missing link that we're looking for? Or, I mean, what, what can we take away from this game that carries us on through the rest of the year? And I'll just hang up and listen. Good question, Mike. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. What we learned for today? Well, we learned that, A, UTEP plays great at home. So that's the the easiest takeaway. But if you needed tonight to learn that one, uh, I'm sorry, but you probably haven't been watching much this year. They, they play much better at home. That's the bottom line. And, yeah, they, they you expect this UTEP team to play much better when they're protecting the Don Haskins Center. Now, I would say this. What we learned today, does this make Otis Frazier turn the corner? No, not necessarily. Career high day for him. We can give him all the flowers he deserves. 21 points, 6 for 6 from the floor. A perfect game. By the way, when is the last time UTEP's had uh, two guys in a single season put up perfect games? Elijah Jones had a perfect shooting performance earlier in the year. Otis Frazier tonight, a 6 for 6 performance. He did go 8 of 11 from the charity stripe, but nearly perfect game. He was plus 19. Very efficient night as well. 35 minutes plays the most of any minor. And then 
then uh, has the program record for all-time steals, eight steals. I'm sorry, I'm not going to count the other one. He had a uh, you know uh, you know eight steals against a non-division one opponent. So yeah, Sal, I'm giving a lot of credit to Otis Frazier the third tonight for his performance. Do I think he turned the corner? Not necessarily. This is who he's been. He has a high ceiling. He could be your best player on a given night, and that's what I like about Otis Frazier the third. He's also somebody who attacks the hoop at a great rate. Like he he really uh, performs well when he's attacking the hoop. And uh, I thought he was tenacious tonight. I thought he was getting after it. I thought he was aggressive. Mm -hmm. And defensively, those eight steals really shaking King on the other side. Uh, You heard that. That was a big storyline. Elias King uh, for Middle Tennessee. I loved his performance. Great job by Otis Frazier the third. Yeah, and you know the last couple of uh, of weeks, really, they've been asking, "Hey, who's the difference maker going to be?" And I think he showed up. He's a high motor guy, and you've seen that pretty much throughout his uh, his tenure as yes. a minor and and on any film you watch. But um, to see that come into play into fruition and be be that difference maker that they were looking for, it's it's one game. Don't get me wrong, but if this is a sample size and Keep this going, man. There's no reason not to. Yeah, and what what else do we learn from this game? We learned that UTEP, uh, when they go up against a team that is inferior to them, they have a great opportunity uh, to go off and win this game. This is a game they should have won. Uh, UTEP also stepped up defensively tonight 27 turnovers they forced that's another thing that we learned that at home they're just a different defensive team overall and yeah I mean I like the shooting numbers I especially like the shooting numbers in the second half I thought they did a great job of being efficient not allowing uh, Middle Tennessee to come back in the game Uh, but I'll be real with you Sal I thought there were points where Oh, did you get a little FIU in you? And and could they have come back in Middle Tennessee? You know, credit to the Miners for uh, holding off the Blue Raiders in this game. Any runs that the Blue Raiders mm-hmm. had, uh, UTEP fended it off. But at the same time, you still saw a little some of those flashes, those inconsistencies that you saw at times in that FIU game here tonight. And look, I'm not yeah. going to change my thoughts on this team. Let's see how they play on the road. I, I haven't really tried. Tonight's doesn't change much for me. Maybe Saturday. Saturday, if they win, it'll change a little bit more for me. But I want to see this team on the road. They haven't proved it to me on the road. Yeah, and we won't find that out this week at all. So there, there's a little bit of waiting in that time frame. But just looking at uh, what was different in this game, there was a timeout around the two-minute mark that Golden called. Yes, and, okay, good point. I and, like And I, I think um, you know his attempt to... To basically not have a repeat. Because you're right, there were flashes, there were signs that, hey, this this might happen again, especially with on, on a in a game where you take relatively better care of the ball. Don't yes. get me wrong, there were still some some head scratchers when it came to taking care of the ball. So seeing that happen in some of those situations was a little bit of a flashback. However, the adjustments were made properly to uh, to close this game out. And let's not get lost in it, too. Middle Tennessee's not that good of a team. We're, no. not, we're not saying UTEP is, but they are a better team than Middle Tennessee, and you expect that. Yeah, you're exactly right. Our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. Uh, great point, Sal. Two minutes to go in the game. Uh, Middle Tennessee hits a three-pointer, and it was a, it was actually by Jalen Jordan. It was a 10-point game at that point, 67-57. That 
that's what felt reminiscent of the FIU game. Quick timeout by Joe Golding, may dunk by Tay Hardy, may dunk uh, on the on the other side by Middle Tennessee, but then a may jumper by Otis Frazier the uh, third to distance themselves 71-59. Miners put on the clamps defensively for the last minute, don't allow uh, Middle Tennessee to score another bucket, and they finish out the game with a 73-59 victory. But that was the same timeout that he should have called in the Florida International game. So yes, credit to coach learning for his from his mistakes, uh, making that quick timeout, readjusting his team so nothing got lost at or nothing got out of control. Yet I still want to see it game at, game in and game out. Let's see it in uh, multiple games. Let's let's uh, move forward and, and see how that would look. You know, for the miners as they kind of string it along multiple matchups. So. Yeah. It- and you brought up that stat earlier where home teams typically have that that favor. What is, what's the ratio? Like 80%. 80%. So four out of five games. I mean, we're talking about 12, uh, 12 of 15 Man. to be exact, but 80% of home uh, home games or every 80% of games in conference USA, the home team's winning. And if that stands, right, if, if the home team has that advantage, they're definitely going to have to show it. Yep, it's, exactly. There's, I mean, hey, you're showing what you can do. Take it on the road. Let's go to X. Uh, that's coming up right now. Uh, let's go to uh, this one is Pooh Bear. He says, Final, what a relief. The Miners get the victory. Hashtag picks up. This is coming in from Travis Allen Fortune. Great point here. UTEP lives and dies through Zid Powell against Division I opponents. The Miners are 7-1 and one when he scores 10 or more points, and they're 0-7 when he scores less than 10. How about that stat, Sal? That's a great stat there by Travis Allen Fortune. Good stuff. Yeah, the more effective he is, the, the better a chance it gives everybody else because that's what he's in there for. He's, he's in there to, to be a high-volume guy, and if he's not doing that, he has to find other ways to contribute, and I haven't seen much of that. However, tonight you got to see him be you know more facilitating out there and taking more command. Yeah, and I thought that the fact that he was able to score and find his number, I thought that's just a great stat. Yeah, I'm looking at it. You see the uh, home loss against Seattle, six points. You see the road loss against New Mexico, two points. The Chicago State game, 10 points. They win that game. FIU, 7 points. They lose that game. Middle Tennessee tonight, 10 points. They win the game. Interesting stat there by Travis. I'm going to I'm gonna bookmark that one right there. I want to keep um, I want to keep that one kind of in the back pocket and, and reflect back on that one for wins and losses. Uh, Manny David, good win. Not necessarily pretty at times, but a much-needed victory. Uh, Western Kentucky is going to be tough. Hopefully they can keep it close and eke out a win. Hashtag defend the dong. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag go miners. This guy at this minor fan uh, sends us this post. NMSU just came back and beat Western Kentucky. How many more games can UTEP really win? Uh, This guy, I'll tell you this. I think that UTEP can win as many home games as they put themselves in a good position to do so. Like, they should win all their home games. That's what I'm telling you. Maybe outside of, like, a Liberty or something like that. But, Sal, I think that they, they're they in a position to win these home games. Bottom line. Yeah. With that stat out there, there's really no reason why. Right. I mean, there's there's literally a, a home court advantage when it comes to Conference USA basketball. And it's kind of been like that, um, you know, for the last 10, 15 years or so. There's been a lot of tough arenas to play on. Now, I'm not saying the new Conference USA is, is kind of on that level. Obviously, there's a, a difference in respect for Conference USA. But, I mean, hey, if some of these teams catch fire and, and knowing that it's a one-bid league, 
teams are going to want to put themselves in as best position as possible. And Good point. There, there's some bitterness of some of those teams, uh, you know, being overlooked by the Sun Belt or, or maybe going to conference USA, not being able to go back to the Sun Belt or other conferences. So um, th- there's really a lot of emotions riding on it. We'll see if this can continue up until late February where it's really going to matter. King Eric sends us this post. You want to talk about not exceeding expectations? Middle Tennessee was picked as co-favorites to win Conference USA. They're off to an 0-4 start. Yikes. Also, NMSU with a very impressive win against an always great Western Kentucky team. Uh, good point, Eric. Yeah, and just you know, to the point of parity, to the point of the home teams, just shows you what Conference USA has been this year and uh, how far it's fallen. Last year, the debate was, "Wow, could Conference USA get two teams in the in the tournament?" No, yeah. they won't. This year, far from it. It's it's a worse league right now at this point. Caesar Cubios, it's good to see Kevin Callu and Calvin Solomon stepping up against a tall middle Tennessee team. Jared Coleman Jones was a force, but our guys played physical. Good win for UTEP. Hope to see a strong student section step up this conference season. Uh, and that's coming from Caesar Cubios. Good stuff, Caesar. Um, I don't know, Sal. You know, I thought I was just so out on the Calu um, topic after FIU that in this game I probably didn't watch him. In a, with a fair eye. I think in the second half he stepped up and he had a much better rating, much better uh, game to him. Um, but look look at his stat line when it's all said and done. And yeah, he affects the game much more than the stat line would show you. But plays 12 minutes, okay? He's starting, but he plays 12 minutes. The guy who's taking his minutes is now is Solomon off the bench with 17, uh, who, by the way, only had two points himself. But Kalu, two points. He gets them both from the free throw line. He only grabbed two boards and and played in 12 minutes today with zero blocks, zero steals. Uh, with Calvin Solomon, he had five rebounds in this game, turned the ball over twice, had an assist, and also totaled three steals. Uh, so do I think that position has been solved? No. But here's a bright spot, Elijah Jones. He only played Sal 10 minutes, scored five points on two-for-two two shooting, including a three-pointer. He had a pair of rebounds, and he had a pair of blocks. So. So there you go. There's your Elijah Jones stat line for the day. Yeah, the the energy of these of these young cats is really what's kind of you know turning the tide a bit, and yes. just seeing everybody kind of mesh together. That's what you've been wanting to see. You've been wanting to see guys feed off of each other, you know, play off of each other, and just hasn't been that way recently. But looking at tonight. Hey, do it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, Terrell didn't uh, shine as much, but I still liked his game. Three points, he had two steals. He fouled out in this one, three turnovers. Uh, the turnovers will come with the young point guard like him, but I'm okay with them. I want him to make mistakes. I just want him to see the floor more. And Trey Horton had no points in this one, only played seven minutes off the bench. Uh, so that's kind of the minutes distribution for all the players right there, uh, for the minors. They kind of kept their starters. This is the first game, Sal, that you could really say that that core four, Powell Hardy, Camper Jr., and Frazier Third all played 30-plus minutes. It's the first time you can really say that among their starters right there. Yeah, and I think a big reason for them being able to do that was uh, the discipline on defense. Nobody getting more than three fouls, so them not getting in foul trouble uh, was huge. And, and when you can stay on the court, we see how effective these guys can be instead of having to come out for fouls or whatever the case is. So nice continuity. 915-505-6009 is our telephone number. 600 ESP. 
ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X, and then 600 ESPN El Paso on our free mobile app. Let's take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to start, uh, yeah, I think we're going to start winding things up. Uh, we, we've got a g- shorter one. I think um, fans are looking ahead to uh, Saturday, so we'll preview that matchup. UTEP taking on Western Kentucky Plus. We'll hand out our hot hand of the game. That's brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso and our Timothy Cantrell Realty Player of the Night. All that coming up here. Minor Talk continues presented by the Oscar Arietta Agency. More in a moment here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, we are live here on Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Big shout out to the Oscar Adietta Agency. This weekend is their big kickoff. If you don't see me out at the uh, next UTEP basketball game, it's because I'm with the presenting sponsor of the uh, of uh, Minor Talk, and it's the Oscar Adietta Agency. In fact, they are putting together a kickoff event that we are really excited about. I'm going to be the MC for, and uh, I know that the Oscar Adietta Agency always puts together a great party. They they will be out at this event. I'll be at this one as well, and then I'll be back here for Minor Talk following that uh, event here on the broadcast as after UTEP takes on Western Kentucky. So I might have to have like an AirPod in or you know watch the game off to the side on my phone or something like that, and then kind of catch up um, you know after the fact. So nonetheless, the Oscar ID at the agency, whether it's your home, your auto, your life insurance, your business commercial insurance needs. In fact, if you're uh, spending a little too much on insurance, give them a call 915-400-6000 you can compare your insurance policy that you currently have and see if bundling your home and auto, maybe your home, and, excuse me, your auto and uh, renter's insurance bundle your insurance today with the Oscar ID at the agency and save more in the long run. That's 915-400-6000 or online at oscaridiattheagency.com Miners right now have improved to 10-8 and eight overall. Uh, they are projected to win 15 games this season. So that's only, you know, well, if my math serves me correctly, that's only five more wins. That's what Ken Palm is saying, at least. Ken Palm is suggesting that UTEP will beat Western Kentucky, lose next week to La Tech, lose at Sam Houston State. They'll lose to uh, Jacksonville State at home, lose to Liberty as well. They have them beating New Mexico State at home. They have them beating Middle Tennessee on the road. They have them beating Sam Houston State on the row. Uh, actually, excuse me, that's at home. That's the next time at home. And that's it. That's it. five wins for the Miners to close out the season per Ken Palm. Now, I don't know how much, you know, that's going to come to fruition. Ken Palm initially had UTEP at 17 wins, and uh, if UTEP finishes with a losing record going into the conference tournament, that'll be a little disappointing. And I think that uh, fans right now are holding this team to higher standards. Sal, I guess the other part about you know having such a uh, a conference like Conference USA where there is a lot of parity is the fact that if UTEP was just a, a little bit better, they could actually win this conference right here. They're just not there yet. I can't call them a contender it's it's hard to say because we haven't seen what the other teams in conference usa look like at their best as well i think there's some other teams who are in similar situations as utep but there are some some top dogs who could really kind of separate themselves as the uh, the conference goes on one of them i thought would be liberty uh but i say i say thought because i expected them to just come in and and steamroll however shows me two things one conference usa may be a bit better (laughs) 
than we originally thought this year. But then number two, there's still a lot of time for improvement for some of those teams. I mean, if yeah. Liberty finishes with like four or five conference losses, that's a pretty solid start in their debut. Yeah, no, no doubt. I agree with that. Uh, hey, at one point in this game, it was a 10-2 run for the Miners. They, they got off to a real big lead early on. Middle Tennessee came back, uh, and they outscored the Miners 20-10 to during the next stretch. But then the Miners closed out the first half real positively. They led 34-25 at the break, and then they came back to win this one 73-59. to Alberto Reta is in the house as well, the third member of our broadcast team. Alberto, I'll swing it to you. What do you think of the Miners and their performance getting a much-needed victory? Well, I think the Miners, you know, they played great, and, and they looked great on offense, and uh, that was phenomenal for, you know, the fans and the city and whatnot. But to me, the biggest takeaway of the night was, you know, actually 45 minutes down the road in the NMSU Western Kentucky Hilltoppers game because, you know, Western Western Kentucky had gone uh, or was leading that game almost the entire game. You know, NMSU goes, uh, completes like a 20-point comeback on them. And so that just really tells me that this league, like you guys were saying, is very much neck and neck and no one has full control right now. You know, uh, Middle Tennessee, who the Miners have just defeated, only sit three games back from Sam Houston, the Sam Houston Bearcats, who are at the top of this league at a perfect 3-0. and So things are, are, are going to get interesting here going into into March and, and deeper into the season. So to me, really, just Conference USA basketball is like we've been saying, just a bunch of home teams winning games, uh, road teams dropping games, and uh, waiting to the conference, waiting until the conference championship to figure out who's going to take this thing into March. Hey, I wouldn't even count out NMSU, the way that they've been playing and how they can eke out these close victories like they did tonight, 72-70 against Western Kentucky. Uh, Alberto, what do you think of Otis Frazier the third's performance tonight? Yeah, I really liked it. You know, uh, eight steals, that's a, that's a UTEP Miners record. That That's phenomenal for him. Eight of 11 from the charity stripe, which I think is even better. You know, last year's uh, free throw woes haven't, haven't been erased from my mind. But, yeah, I think if Otis Frazier plays like this every game, it's going to be really difficult to beat the Miners, and especially it's going to be really difficult for them to drop games on the road. You know, he also had four uh, rebounds, so he helped out on all on all aspects, and he, he really was feeling it. I think that that's that's what it came down to. He really was just on on all aspects of the court, and, and it showed. Yeah, he scored at all three levels, which I like, too. You know, um, he's seeing the, the different versatility from Otis Frazier the third is refreshing. Now, I'll caution this with, I don't think he's necessarily he can't be your best player, Sal. He cannot be the number one player on your team. He uh, is better served when he's like your third or fourth best player and that's okay. I I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, just like I've seen how David Terrell is learning how to fit in on this team, Otis Frazier the third knows his role and he fits in nicely on this team. And I think the style of play for for today's game, what, what they kind of uh, found themselves doing best, which was just just being uh, venomous on defense, beating them to the punch, and, and deflecting passes. Obviously, we saw the the amount of turnovers they forced, but that's kind of when he's at his best when you kind of just let him run loose out there and and try to beat guys at a certain spot you know I I think that was incredible effort on his part obviously he's going to show that game in and game out when it comes to the effort but to see that you know kind of stack on top of each other getting one good play after another really helped out 
we, we haven't seen that much recently. So, um, yeah, man, good sign right there. Yeah, I think so too, Sal. I, I really agree. Hey, let's continue. 915-505-6009. If anybody would like to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009 to get into the program. And we're also available 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X and 600 ESPN El Paso, our free mobile app. If you'd like to weigh in on the program, now is the time to do it here as we are starting to wind down. UTEP wins 73-59. Let's start off with some awards and uh, let's start off with our hot hand of the game. In this one, let's go Tay Hardy. 20 points on 7 of 14 from the field. He had a trio of three-pointers and he had uh, two assists in this game in 34 minutes of action. Tay Hardy, a steal in this game to close it on the defensive side of the ball and also scores into double or, you know, 20 point had had another 20 point performance and he is the hot hand of the game this is brought to you by wind supply el paso you can rely on their 50 years of service true choose a trustworthy hvac system supplier here in el paso like wind supply el paso uh make wind supply el paso your hvac system supplier by calling 915-859-3817 or visit them online windsupplyelpaso.com and hit the find a dealer tab on Wind Supply to check out their champion uh, heaters right now. Check out their master cool dealers and uh, all sorts of stuff on WindSupplyElPaso.com. Sal, you good with that one? Tay Hardy, the hot hand of the game. Yeah, we saw some of those heat check threes go in and, uh, you know, had some big momentum shots and a guy you could kind of rely on pretty much all game. So good choice. Hey, it's Alberto, uh, last minor talk. We had a caller suggest that Tay Hardy shouldn't have been benched those final minutes and it felt like tonight, Tay Hardy had, uh, you know, a little, bit, not a little bit to prove, but not to the coaching staff. That's not what I'm saying, but maybe to everybody else out there, just showing what he's able to do: be efficient on on the shooting end, but also uh, be productive. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, any any minor fans that that watch a significant amount of minor basketball know that Tay Hardy should have been on the floor at the last seconds of that game last last game for the minors and. The outcome could have been a little bit different, you know, and he, he is the leader on offense. He is this team. He is the veteran leader, and and, and a lot of the people have a lot of faith in him, and myself included, and I, and I know he needs to be on the floor to make an impact and to, and to be able to lead his guys. You know, he saw, what, uh, 33 minutes today, and, and he went shot three of seven from the three, which is what I really liked. And so, yeah, I'm glad to see him continue to get minutes and able to get and is able to get this win. So let's see how he, he continues these performances. Performances as, as as conference play continues. Most definitely, let's go to our player of the game. This is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell Realty. Uh, let's go to none other. Otis Frazier the third. Easy enough for this one. Twenty one points. He also could have won the hot hand because he was six of six shooting from the free, uh, from the field tonight, and he uh, contributed with four rebounds. Eight steals, program record for uh, Otis Frazier the third in 35 minutes of action in the first half. Actually, excuse me, in the second half he was plus 20 in terms of efficiency. 15 points in the second half, and he hit uh, a three pointer to go along with his magical performance, a career point performance for Otis Frazier the third, and a program setting eight steal game 
out of uh, Otis Frazier the third. Big performance by him. I'm super happy for him, and he is the player of the night. This is by Timothy Cantrell Realty. He brings us the player of the night each and every minor talk. Check him out on Instagram or Facebook, Timothy Cantrell Realtor. Give him a call, 915 915- 204-8441. Check him out online, timothycantrell.com. And like I said, Timothy Cantrell Realtor on Facebook or Instagram for the new listings and tips uh, here today. Sal, as we turn the page and we look to Western Kentucky, gut feeling, Western Kentucky, UTEP, win or loss? Is it a win or loss for this team? Uh, I'm going to say a loss. I think Western Kentucky is going to be too much to handle. Um just want to see the miners go out there and play efficient basketball. If you're going to go down, make go down because they're the better team. Don't don't shoot yourself in the foot. Alberto? Hmm. I'm not sure. Oh, you got to give a pick. Come on, man. For the next game? Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, I think that after what the Western Kentucky did, I think they're going to come out here and lay an egg, and, and the Miners are going to be able to uh, wow. do the Conference USA thing and win a home game. Okay, mm. okay. Uh, I will go with Western Kentucky as well. I think uh, UTEP still has a lot to prove to fans, to media members like us, and to themselves. they they got to prove they can beat some better teams right now here on their schedule. They Look at the schedule ahead, Sal. Western Kentucky, La Tech, Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State. I don't want to suggest too much. Much, but are we looking at a losing streak ahead for the Miners? Um, there could be, especially if they exhibit what we've seen before. However, um, we've also seen some positives. So we asked for them to improve on the road. They have that chance. They do. They definitely do. Next week, La Tech, Sam Houston State, those are two quality opponents. Let's see if the Miners can beat either of them or if they'll fall in those like they've fallen in other road matches this entire season. Hey, I think that'll do it for us here on Miner Talk. Shorter show tonight, but rightfully so. It's uh, um, you know Thursday evening, and I think everybody's uh, ready for us to turn the page and look over to UTEP Western Kentucky. And uh, we'll, be back, we'll be back Saturday here on Miner Talk for Sal Montes, for Alberto Retta, I'm Adrian Bradis signing off and saying good night. Thanks for listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso.